Induction of the Taming of the Shrew by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Narrated by Rachel. Christopher Sly, read by Linda B. Hostess, read by Esther Ben Simonides. Lord, read by Phil Schampf. First Huntsman, read by Sonia. Second Huntsman, read by Delta Pinerolis. Player, read by Charlotte Duckett. First Servant, read by Maria Casper. Second Servant, read by Elijah Fisher. Third Servant, read by Ray Casper. Page, read by Tony Addison. Messenger, read by Sonia. Lucentio, read by Charlotte Duckett. Tranio, by Ruhi Huck. Baptista, read by Tricia G. Gremio, read by Delmar H. Dolbeer. Hortensio, read by Brad Philippone. Katharina, read by Dolly Pignoroles. Bianca, read by Esther Simonides. Biondello, read by Sonia. Petruchio, read by Tony Addison. Grumio, read by Phil Schamp. Fourth Servant, read by Dolly Pignoroles. Curtis, read by Brad Philippone. Nathaniel, read by Charlotte Duckett. Philip, read by Rachel. Joseph, read by Sonia. Nicholas, read by Dalipinroles. Peter, read by Esther Ben Simonides. Pedant, read by Maria Casper. Haberdasher, read by Catherine. Taylor, read by Maria Casper. Vincentio, read by Ray Casper. Widow, read by Jennifer Fournier. Induction. Before an alehouse on a heath. Enter hostess and sly. I'll feed you in faith. A pair of stocks, you rug. You are a baggage. The slies are no rogues. Look in the chronicles. We came in with Richard Conqueror. Therefore, pocas palabras, let the world slide. Sessa. You will not pay for the glasses you have burst? No, not a denier. Go by, Geronimy. Go to thy cold bed and warm thee. I know my remedy. I must go fetch the third borough. Exit. Third or fourth or fifth borough. I'll answer him by law. I'll not budge an inch, boy. Let him come, and kindly. Falls asleep. Horns winded. Enter a lord from hunting with his train. Huntsman, I charge thee, tender well, my hounds. Brock Merriman, the poor cur is embossed, and coupled chowder with the deep mouth brock. Sawst thou not, boy, how silver made it good at the hedge corner? In the coldest fault, I would not lose the dog for twenty pound. Why, Bellman is as good as he, my lord. He cried upon it at the merest loss, and twice to-day picked out the dullest scent. Trust me, I take him for the better dog. Thou art a fool. If Echo were as fleet, I would esteem him worth a dozen such. But sup them well, and look unto them all. Tomorrow I intend to hunt again. I will, my lord. What's here? One dead or drunk? See, doth he breathe? He breathes, my lord. Were he not warmed with ale, this were a bed but cold to sleep so soundly. Oh, monstrous beast! How like a swine he lies! Grim death! How foul and loathsome is thine image! Sirs, I will practice on this drunken man. 
what think you if he were conveyed to bed wrapped in sweet clothes rings put upon his fingers a most delicious banquet by his bed and brave attendants near him when he wakes would not the beggar then forget himself believe me lord i think he cannot choose it would seem strange unto him when he wakes even as a flattering dream or worthless fancy then take him up and manage well the jest carry him gently to my fairest chamber and hang it round with all my wanton pictures balm his foul head in warm distilled waters and burn sweet wood to make the lodging sweet procure me music ready when he wakes to make a dulcet and heavenly sound and if he chance to speak be ready straight and with a low submissive reverence say what is it your honour will command let one attend him with a silver basin full of rose-water and bestrewed with flowers another bear the ewer the third a diaper and say wilt please your lordship cool your hands some one be ready with a costly suit and ask him what apparel he will wear another tell him of his hounds and horse and that his lady mourns at his disease persuade him that he hath been lunatic and when he says he is say that he dreams for he is nothing but a mighty lord this do and do it kindly gentle sirs it will be pastime passing excellent if it be husbanded with modesty my lord i warrant you we will play our part and he shall think by our true diligence he is no less than what we say he is take him up gently and to bed with him and each one to his office when he wakes some bear out sly a trumpet sounds sirrah go see what trumpet tis that sounds exit serving man belike some noble gentleman that means travelling some journey to repose him here re-enter serving man how now who is it and please your honour players that offer service to your lordship bid them come near enter players now fellows you are welcome we thank your honour do you intend to stay with me to-night so please your lordship to accept our duty with all my heart this fellow i remember since once he played a farmer's eldest son twas where you wooed the gentlewoman so well i have forgot your name but sure that part was aptly fitted and naturally performed i think twas soto that your honour means tis very true thou didst it excellent well you are come to me in happy time the rather for i have some sport in hand wherein your cunning can assist me much there is a lord will hear you play to-night but i am doubtful of your modesties lest overeying his odd behaviour for yet his honour never heard a play you break into some merry passion and so offend him for i tell you sirs if you should smile he grows impatient fear not my lord we can contain ourselves were he the veriest antic in the world go sirrah take them to the buttery and give them friendly welcome every one let them want nothing that my house affords exit one with the players sirrah go you to bartholomew my page and see him dressed in all suits like a lady that done conduct him to the drunkard's chamber and call him madam do him obeisance tell him from me as he will win my love he bear himself with honourable action such as he hath observed in noble ladies unto their lords by them accomplished 
such duty to the drunker let him do with soft low tongue and lowly courtesy and say what is it your honour will command wherein your lady and your humble wife may show her duty and make known her love and then with kind embracements tempting kisses and with declining head into his bosom bid him shed tears as being overjoyed to see her noble lord restored to health who for this seven years hath esteemed him no better than a poor and loathsome beggar and if the boy have not the woman's gift to rain a shower of commanded tears an onion will do well for such a shift which in a napkin being close conveyed shall in despite enforce a watery eye see this dispatched with all the haste thou canst anon i'll give thee more instructions exit a serving man i know the boy will well usurp the grace voice gait and action of a gentlewoman i long to hear him call the drunkard husband and how my men will stay themselves with laughter when they do homage to this simple peasant all in to counsel them haply my presence may well abate the overmerry spleen which otherwise would grow into extremes exeunt scene two a bedchamber in the lord's house enter a loft sly with attendants some with apparel others with basin and ewer and of pertinences and lord for god's sake a pot or small ale will it please your lordship drink a cup of sack will it please your honour taste of these conserves what raiment will your honour wear to-day i am christopher o'sly call me not honour nor lordship i ne'er drank sack in my life and if you give me any conserves give me conserves of beef ne'er ask me what raiment i'll wear for i have no more doublets than backs no more stockings than legs nor no more shoes than feet nay sometimes more feet than shoes or such shoes as my toes look through the over leather heaven cease this idle humour in your honour oh that a mighty man of such descent of such possessions and so high esteem should be infused with so foul a spirit what would you make me mad am not i christopher sly old sly son of burton heath by birth a peddler by education a card-maker by transmutation a bare-haired and now by present profession a tinker ask marion hackett the fat ale wife of wincott if she know me not if she say i am not fourteen pence on the score for share ale score me up for the lyingest knave in christendom what i am not bestraught ears oh this it is that makes your lady mourn oh this is it that makes your servants droop hence comes it that your kindred shuns your house as beaten hence by your strange lunacy o noble lord bethink thee of thy birth call home thy ancient thoughts from banishment and banish hence these abject lowly dreams look how thy servants do attend on thee each in his office ready at thy beck wilt thou have music hark apollo plays music and twenty caged nightingales do sing or wilt thou sleep 
we'll have thee to a couch softer and sweeter than the lustful bed on purpose trimmed up for semiramus say thou wilt walk we will bestrew the ground or wilt thou ride thy horses shall be trapped their harnesses studded all with gold and pearl dost thou love hawking thou hast hawks will soar above the morning lark or wilt thou hunt thy hounds shall make the welkin answer them and fetch shall echoes from the hollow earth say thou wilt course thy greyhounds are as swift as breathed stags i fleeter than the roe dost thou love pictures we will fetch thee straight adonis painted by a running brook and a cytheria all in sedges hid which seemed to move and wanton with her breath even as leaving sedges play with wind we'll show thee io as she was a maid and how she was beguiled and surprised as lively painted as the deed was done or daphne roaming through a thorny wood scratching her legs that one shall swear she bleeds and at that sight shall sad apollo weep so workmanly the blood and tears are drawn thou art a lord and nothing but a lord thou hast a lady far more beautiful than any woman in this waning age until the tears that she hath shed for thee like envious floods o'errun her lovely face she was the fairest creature in the world and yet she is inferior to none am i a lord and have i such a lady or do i dream or have i dreamed till now i do not sleep i see i hear i speak i smell sweet savours and i feel soft things upon my life i am a lord indeed and not a tinker nor a christopher sly well bring our lady hither to our sight and once again a part of the smallest ale wilt please your mightiness to wash your hands oh how we joy to see your wit restored oh that once more you knew but what you are these fifteen years you have been in a dream or when you waked so waked as if you slept these fifteen years by my fay a goodly nap but did i never speak of all that time oh yes my lord but very idle words for though you lay here in this goodly chamber yet would you say you were beaten out a door and rail upon the hostess of the house and say you would present her at the leet because she brought stone jugs and no sealed quarts sometimes you would call out for cicely hackett ay the woman's maid of the house why sir you know no house nor no such maid nor no such man as you have reckoned up as stephen sly and did john napes of greece and peter turf and henry pimpernel in twenty more such names and men as these which never were nor no man ever saw now lord be thanked for my good amends amen i thank thee thou shalt not lose by it 
Enter the page as a lady with attendants. How fares my noble lord? Marry, I fare well, for hair is cheer enough. Where is my wife? Here, noble lord. What is thy will with her? Are you my wife and will not call me husband? My men should call me lord. I am your good man. My husband and my lord, my lord and husband, I am your wife in all obedience. I knew it well. What must I call her? Madam. Alice, madam? Or Joan, madam? Madam and nothing else. So lords call ladies. Madam wife. They say that I have dreamed and slept above some fifteen year or more. Ay, and the time seems thirty unto me, being all this time abandoned from your bed. Tis much. Servants, leave me and her alone. Madam, undress you and come now to bed. Thrice, noble lord, let me entreat of you to pardon me yet for a night or two, or if not so until the sun be set, for your physicians have expressly charged in peril to incur your former malady, that I should yet absent me from your bed. I hope this reason stands for my excuse. Ay, it stands, so that I may hardly tarry so long, but I would be loath to fall into my dreams again. I will therefore tarry in despite of the flesh and the blood. Enter a messenger. Your honour's players, heating your amendment, are come to play a pleasant comedy. For so your doctors hold it very meet, seeing too much sadness hath congealed your blood and melancholy is the nurse of frenzy therefore they thought it good you hear play and frame your mind to mirth and merriment which bars a thousand harms and lengthens life marry i will let them play it it's not a common day a christmas gamble or a tumbling trick no my good lord it is more pleasing stuff what Household stuff. It is a kind of his story. Well, well, see it. Come, madam wife, sit by my side and let the world slip. We shall ne'er be younger. Flourish. End of induction.